I, uh, I think I'm going to go preach back there. Most of the church just went back <laughs> out of the service. But, uh, you know, we're praying, be praying about this. We're talking to the uh, leadership here at Tadmore about remodeling uh, those kids' areas back there. We want to be able to do that for our children. It's just such a priority with me and, and the leadership and all the little ones that we have here. And it continues to grow in that way. So we're just so thankful for that. So let's pray. Father, we're thankful. Lord, we can look at your word and know that we don't know when you're going to come back, but we can see the seasons. We can feel the times that we live in. Lord, you tell us to awake. We really believe that we are living in those last days by what we see, what we feel, what we know is happening in Israel. And Lord, as we do, we just ask you that Father, give us a fervency to look at life in the way that you would have us to look at for all eternity. Lord, I pray no matter what's going on in the hearts of people here today, you've brought them, as we say every week, you've brought them here for a purpose, to hear what you have to say today. This service is unique, Lord. It'll never happen again, and even this same crowd. So I just pray you will speak to the hearts today in just the way that, that we all need it. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, we're going to look at uh, the sermon in the last days. I want you to turn in to the book of Ephesians. But I want to share a couple things. We appreciate Ben. Uh, uh, you know, not only last Sunday was just the fourth Sunday I've taken off this year, and I just kind of just needed a little break. But anyways, I just appreciate our team and all that uh, we do and everybody that volunteers for the band to put all the sound up they all they get here so early in the morning and uh been preaching last week and just really really thankful for that um i want to share something with you personally uh i can't believe it but uh alexis my, i kept looking at the phone my phone last night my oldest daughter she's due any day with our my fourth grandchild and i just found out novella is going to have another another baby so now it's going to be five, so, wow, anyway, so, uh, wow, is that really me? I just can't believe it how time just flies by, but, uh, you know, it's amazing what we all see in this time that we live in, and I, and I want you to look at it this way when it talks about the sermon. I want you to think about something this way. Knowledge is how that we live in life this way. In other words, what you do at, at work, um, what you're good at. And you might have that from experience. You might have it from a trade school. You might have it from college or a degree that you have that knowledge. And because that knowledge that you have, you're able to achieve what you've been able to do in this life. That's not wisdom. Wisdom is from heaven. Wisdom you can only get from God. In other words, wisdom is what we need for life to give us hope. Wisdom talks about eternity. Wisdom is all about spiritual things, about how to, how to help you in your marriage, your family, and life. And when we have that wisdom, it, life takes on a whole different meaning. And we look at it from an eternal perspective. When we can't figure life out, when we don't know what to do, we ask the Lord for wisdom. Now, in the message today, when we see discernment in the last days is this. The reason why I talked about knowledge and wisdom, what is discernment? Discernment is just very simply this. It's wisdom applied in our daily life. 
That's what it is. That's exactly what discernment is. So what does that do? What, is, what does Jesus actually help us do when it comes to that? You know, you ever, you ever have people that in your life, they can tell you exactly what you're doing wrong? They know exactly what you're doing wrong. They don't have a solution, but they know what you're doing wrong. You know, I was driving, I was driving uh, two, night, yeah, maybe it was two nights ago, uh, and it was just starting to get dusk, and I looked at the, the vehicle in front of me, and the license plate, you know, you can have seven numerals or seven uh, letters on your, on your back, your license plate. So it was a specialty plate. And, and the plate said, I've never seen this before. The plate said, yeah, but. I'm like, how sarcastic can you be? Like, no matter what happens, this guy or whatever drives wherever they go, who's ever behind them, they're going to see, yeah, but. And I'm thinking, what, what does that actually mean? What is, what is the person trying to prove? No matter what you and I do or say, there's always something to be sarcastic about or there's always another problem added to it. I want you to know today, whatever your problem is, whatever you're taking place, whatever you're going through, it's like the scripture tells us in Proverbs. When the Lord gives us wisdom uh, and, and the finances come with it, there's no sorrow with it. But when it's flipped and we achieve everything we want to in this life and all we do is go after the, the financial gain in life and we don't put the Lord and our family or anything with it, there's sorrow with it. So the Lord gives us something today which is called discernment. All of, all of us feel, I, I believe that when it comes to the last days, don't you, we all feel like there, there's something going on. You know, I talk to so many different people and everybody's like, there's just something going, there's a, there's, the time is going faster and there is a tenseness about everyone. There's something going on. Well, what do we need that the Lord does something so amazing for us when it comes to discernment in our life in the last days. Look at Ephesians chapter 1 and verses 17 through 20. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and the revelation and the knowledge of him. And the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is exceedingly greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his, his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him in the right hand in heavenly places. You know what the first amazing thing is about it? You, you don't have to work for it. You don't have to cheat for it. God says, all you have to do is ask me as a believer and I'm going to give you wisdom and that wisdom by his word will turn into discernment. Life as we know is, is not easy sometimes and we're wondering what is the next step with our family, with relationships, with job situations and the Lord says, I'm going to give you an enlightenment to where you can see, and here it is, you can see into the spiritual. In other words, you can see what others can't see. What only God can see. So the Lord says, he, he's, we don't have to work for it. He's going to give it to us. 
That, that's amazing to think about. Secondly, what does he tell us? He tells us also that it's the hope of his calling. You know, your hope today doesn't rely on you or me. It relies on him. In other words, when you look at this life, you always look at Jesus. When I was going through what I was going through, no matter how dark it was, I knew I could always see Jesus and there was always light. When you always see Jesus, there's always hope. Because the calling that he has in your life, no matter what the devil tries to do, Jesus says, when I open that door, the devil can't shut it. It might take you a little while to get there. You might think you're not going to get there. But Jesus opens that door, you will make it through. And third, the aspect we see, it is mighty power. It is amazing. Do you know that whatever you've experienced, whatever you're going to experience in life, whatever battle it is you face, you're facing now or that you're going to face, God, through Jesus, through the power of God, Jesus has conquered it all. Everything you're going to face. What is it right now that's in your head that you worry about? You know, you don't realize, you know, it seems like every 10 years there's something changes with people. And, and as you get older, there's a, there's a fear of, uh, uh, of what's going to happen. You know, is this person, are, are we, am I going to be alone? Or if I am alone, how am I going to do that? Lord, who's going to take care of me as I get older? When you're young, you're, what am I going to do in life? I'm not sure what to do. Everybody's asking me what I'm going to do. I don't know. But I want you to know that by his power, he's broke through already. That's why he tells us when he sits down in heavenly places, there's a spot for you and me right next to him. And all we have to do is sit beside him and he's going to show us. So what is he showing us about the last days? What is he showing us about where we're living and that we need to take a different perspective on what's happening? Well, go back to the Old Testament, the book of Judges. Judges in the Old Testament, as you see, it's right after Joshua. Joshua was a great warrior. He was also a great leader. And towards the end of his life, he made this stance before all of Israel. He says, choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Israel was a powerful nation under Joshua, what they were able to, the battles that they fought, and the land that they were able to possess, and what God did on them. But something happened after Joshua died. Look at Judges chapter 2 and verse 10. When all the generations had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord nor the works which he had done for Israel. You know, I really believe that's where we're at today. Do you know that, isn't this amazing to think that you know, when I was growing up, or, you know, go back a while, but it seemed like everybody in the neighborhood, no matter where they went, everybody went to church somewhere, somewhere. Now, you're the odd person out in the neighborhood if you go to church. And as far as scripture or reading the Bible or hearing God's word or anything in society, everything's been taken out when it comes to the Lord, and no one knows anything. I'll never forget Police officer stopped me after church one Sunday when I was speaking at the temple years ago and a large church and everything. He said, Dallas, I'm going to tell you something. This is probably 15 years ago. He said, uh, I'm a police officer in the area. And again, this is only 15 years ago. And he said, uh, uh, I was on patrol 
and I knew these kids were getting, going to get in trouble that night. And he said, I stopped my patrol car, and I went over, and I said, you know, I know what you guys you are getting into. And I said, you're going to get yourself in trouble. It's Saturday night. And he said, you know what? You need Jesus. And he basically said about going to church. He says, you really need Jesus. He to help you out. And one of the kids said, who's Jesus? 15 years ago. In his patrol car, he had his Bible on the front seat with him. The kids noticed this. The next week been by and his sergeant called him into his office and I don't recall his name at this time, but he says, uh, let's say is Joe. He said, Joe, hey, can you come in my uh, office for a minute? Went in the, his uh, superior's office. He says, hey, uh, listen, we got a complaint uh, from, from someone. He says, well, what happened? He said, uh, you know, when you were out of patrol last weekend, you know, he goes, yeah, yeah, these kids were going to get in trouble and I tried to know what was going to happen. And he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, well, they noticed the Bible on your, in your squad car and they told their parents and the parents called in to complain that you had a Bible in your squad car. That's 15 years ago. Now, where are we today? We see the Lord. We see Jesus. It's complete silence in society. They knew not the Lord. And they did in judges what they thought was right in their own eyes. That's exactly where we're living today. If we are living in there today, what is the Lord telling us? Well, let's look at another passage. Let's look up to the New Testament in in 1 Timothy chapter 4. That the Spirit speaks. He's speaking now. You can feel his presence when he's saying what is happening in our society today and the discernment that we need. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verses 1 and 2, you know, let me stop something else I I wanted to say about those other verses that uh, Joshua was an example. His house served the Lord. In, in, In my house, you know, there's many pastors that aren't good pastors, if I could say that, and I'm sorry to say that, but it's my profession. And there's many that are, but there's many that aren't. And I, I'm just so grateful that I had the experience of growing up in a, in a household that my mom and dad uh, taught my brother and I God's word. And, and, and they lived it. And they were with each other some 66 years. And my dad was faithful to my mom. And my brother and I learned from that, and we were faithful to our wives all those years because of what we saw. What we saw was a man who followed Jesus, who chose to follow Jesus, and knew God's word and applied it and was discerning in his life. And because of that, we picked it up from him. You know, even, in, even to his workplace. I'll never forget, because he pastored a very, very large church for a long time. Uh, I went with him to one conference. I was in my mid-20s. And he was so faithful to church and everything. And this made such a huge impact on me on how he was so faithful to, to the church. And he says, hey, you want to go with me? And, of course, it was in California, so I'm going to go. And that was the only time I got. But, you know, everybody wears suits. You know, I said, Dad, I, I really want to go. I'll go with you. But you know what? I, I, you know, just let me wear what I want to wear, okay? I can't walk. I, it's just not me. 
He says, okay, wear whatever you want to, you know. So we, we fly into LAX and we get there. And so he gets a basic rental car. And as we go to this place, it's a little bit bigger than this room. And there's probably about 800 pastors there, okay. So we're running a little bit late, and my dad's driving fast like he always did, you know. And he rented like a, I don't know, 98, 88 Oldsmobile, whatever it was, at the rental car place. And I'll never forget this. Now, we're pulling up to about 800 pastors to this place. He's pastoring the largest church there, okay. He's the, coming into there. He's probably going to speak that night or whatever. And we pull in, and... All the rental cars that were in there from the other pastors were the most expensive rental cars that you could get. Brand new Continentals, brand new, you know, and that's fine. Nothing's wrong with that if, if you purchase or, but it just made an impression. I mean, here my father's pastoring the largest church and he, he's so faithful with God's money. He decides this car is just going to drive just as good as that car and he wants to be a steward. Now, that was, I don't know. 35 years ago, and I still remember that. That's still in my heart. What is it that you are going to do as a parent that your kids are going to grow up and they're going to instill in their kids or they're going to walk the right way because of the way that you taught them in the spirit? God's word for our house, no matter what's happening in the school system they live in, no matter what's going on, we had somebody here was telling me uh, it was last year in the school system that little Johnny was in school with their daughter at Christmas break, and he came back from Christmas break. Instead of little Johnny, he wants to be little Susie now. This is right here in our own school system. And she came home all upset. She says, Mom, I... I, I I want to, he's still little Johnny to me. I don't, I don't know. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. And he's so upset. This is what we're living in. This is what we're living in. Now, there might be temporary, and this is where I want you to get, there might be temporary confusion with your kids, whatever they face. But if they see you walk the way and you instill God's word in them, the spirit will work powerfully in their life and they will know the decisions to make in these last times, no matter how many people are doing what's wrong. The most powerful impact is mom and dad in these last days and how they live for Jesus, even us at the workplace. And that verse says in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1 and 2, now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, and I believe that's where we're at today, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits. It also says in another version, which I like, seducing, seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. That's pretty powerful. That's where we're at today. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. You know, it pains me to say this once again. But here last week I read about another very well-known Christian in our society that worked a lot in Hollywood, went around to all over the United States. It was a great testimony. But it comes out in the news this week 
gives the person's name, this person's name, and says, born-again Christian, unfaithful to his wife. Born-again Christian then gives his name. What happened? What happened? I, I believe that we're living in a time that I've never seen more pastors, and it's such a warning to me, more pastors that are, are falling. Why is that? Because in the last days, there are deceiving, there is deception, there is seducing spirits. You know what? That's to you, all of you here and me. Be careful. Because the devil will lie and lie. When people, let me go this far, when people commit adultery, what happens? They get stupid. Think about that. And it showed in this article, it showed all the, I, I thought, all this person's text, it showed all this stuff. And I'm thinking he had, you know, he had this wonderful family, great marriage. And this has been going on for a couple of years. And I'm thinking, what has he destroyed overnight? But in these last days, you and I better be careful because deceiving, seducing spirits are all around us, lying to you again and again. If you're having, I, I'll go this far, and I was praying about this last night. Any of us here today or watching on YouTube, there's someone that's that close to committing adultery, and the devil's lying to you that it'll be better, and this will work out easier. Hypocrisy and lies. In these last days, I've never seen more destruction in the ministry than I've seen. I've never seen more destruction in households than I've seen. What does the Lord tell us in the last days that we see? The Lord tells us just to, we don't, we don't need to be so scared. We just need to know there's a battle going on. There is a tenseness out there. But that battle wants to destroy your testimony. There'll be deceiving spirits. No, in the latter times, and it will get stronger. I'm here to warn you today and to warn me today. I'll never forget a pastor I love so much. Pastor's a huge, one of the largest churches in America, and I was good friends with him. And he was speaking one time, and I was there when he was speaking. He says, you know, I've got this big target on my back, and I know that. And years later, he did the same thing what I just read to you about. We've got to be so careful that we're relying on the mighty power that gives us in these last days discernment to see into the spiritual world for our relationships, for our kids, for whoever it may be. Because the devil, his greatest tool to you and to me, the Bible says he's accuser of a brother, but his greatest tool is deception. He will deceive you in whatever it is because he wants to destroy you. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus comes to give you and me life and life more abundantly. What else? Let me not get off track, but what else is happening in these last days? We're going to look at one more verse and close it. You know what? There is, there's this like, you, we know that we're here because you feel this anger. You never felt like politicians, like what's happening in the political world? And some politicians, they can't go out to eat because this group is going and going to yell and scream at them where they're eating. You know, years ago, back in the 70s, 80s, politicians in Washington, even though they disagreed and they were being on the floor of the House or Senate and they'd go, you know, at it with each other, they go all go out to eat afterwards with each other. That's true. 
Now there's like this hatred, this anger. I, I, I was driving on the freeway the other day and I'm going, I'm in the left-hand lane because in the left-hand lane, of course, it's a fast lane. But sometimes in the freeway, you know, if you're driving, you have to get off in the left lane. You know, if you're going on a different part of the freeway. So I'm, I'm just, I know I got to get off. On, I don't have a choice. I got to stay in the left-hand lane. So this guy's like right on my tail. So I'm going to get off. And he goes around and he, and he gives me that real nice wave. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to go any further than that. I'm like, it's just for like one or two seconds that I, I knew I had to get off, but I had to slow down. He, I don't know where he was going, but I'm thinking, man, anger, there's such a tension. We all feel it today. You cannot deny that. I believe that the Lord says there is a, in the latter days, there is a, is a coldness. We feel it. We see all the crime that's being committed. We don't even want to watch the news anymore. Let me say one more thing because it's important and every time something like this happens, I believe it's misconstrued when it comes to the pulpit. Natural disasters. We've just seen, we need to pray for all those in California and we've just seen horrific, I know a lot of those places is where I went to school out there and it's just unbelievable. If you've ever seen, if you've ever lived in LA or if you've ever seen anything out there in a desert, it is unbelievable. Believe those fires can go 35 to 40 miles an hour and just sweep through something to destroy. It's, it's like any, nothing you've ever seen. And, um, and sure enough, you know, you start hearing it's God's judgment. It's God's judgment. I, I don't believe that. Now, here's why. In the book of Romans, the, it's very clear. It says in the latter times, before the Lord comes back, the earth will groan. There is a groaning in the earth, whether it's earthquakes, whether it's hurricanes, or, or whether it's fires. There is, a, there, is a, there is a dying, there is a decaying of this world, just like we do. That's what's happening to the world. We need to be very careful, very careful as believers how we judge. You know, I want to go this far. The Bible, God's word says, when judgment does come, let it come to the house of God first. Let's look at ourselves first. Let's look at this last verse and we'll close in these last time, last days. You know, as we get um, closer and closer to the Lord coming back, the Lord says, I'm going to give you discernment. And we can choose to see it, live by it, or we can just say, you know, I'm just going to do whatever, and hopefully things will get back to normal. They're not going to get back to normal. I'm not here a preacher of doom. That's not me. You know, if you attend here, I always believe in hope and preaching that, that message of hope, and the Lord can work through anything. But we need to be aware of what we're living in. It's not all feel-good messages all the time. The Lord gives us an insight on, on a, a technology in that age that we're living in in the book of Revelation. And we've never lived in a time before that that smartphone that you hold in your hand, think about it. We can talk about a chip eventually somewhere in the hand, but that smartphone, think about it. It's actually an extension of your body. You can't go anywhere with that, can you? Do you know that if you have a smartphone, 
Surveys have been done. You check it 100 to 150 times a day. That's how often you check your phone. And it, it's a proven fact that as we have lived more and more by that and social media and Facebook and all this, these surveys have been done. It rises the tension level. It doesn't make you more productive. It actually rises. T- you know, do you ever get a text? You're going, oh, you know, it's been, you know, they texted me this morning, and I know it's, been, it's the afternoon, and I still haven't texted them back. And, you know, it's, it's not like when you used to have a phone, and, you, oh, I didn't get that. I'm sorry, I didn't get that call. You can't get away with that now. It rises the tension level. What does the scripture tell us that we can be aware of, that we're heading that way rapidly. I've always said for years we were going down the street 40 miles an hour, but now as we live in the last times, we've got on the freeway ramp and we're doing 80. And that's how close we are to the Lord coming back. Look at everything. Be aware. Be discerning. One of the key verses about this, you all know it, or many of you do in Revelation chapter 13 about the Antichrist, but I want to read to you once again. It says, knowing even experiencing how that we know that God is always in control, only it says he was granted power. Remember, God is still always in control. I want you to know that. But in Revelation, it talks about the trial that will come on this earth because of sin and judgment and the devil and his demons and all that has happened in the world for thousands of years. It says, during that time in Revelation 13, look at verses 15 through 18, he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads that no one would be able to buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast for the number of his name. Here is wisdom. See, this is discernment to you and I today. Let him who has understanding discernment calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Did this happen to you yesterday? If you have a smartphone, I bet it did. It happened to me. It was last night while I was studying. I study a lot at nights all through the week. But I'm studying. I got my phone right there with me. And the amber alert went off. Did you have that happen? Many of you did. There's nothing that you did, nothing that you could do. It just went right into your phone. Do you know the place where I get my, go to get my dry cleaning? I walked in about a month ago, and you know it said in the front, right there in the front near the cash register, we don't take cash anymore. See, we're heading towards, and, and, and are we just going to be oblivious, or are we going to say, hey, the Lord, I got to get my act together here, or I got to reach more people, or whatever I'm going through, you know, the Lord, Lord, I'm a, I, got, I have hope. I know you're here with me, and you're going to get me through this, and you know what, I'm going to see my loved ones maybe a whole lot sooner than what I think, and Lord, you're here with me. 
You're going to give me strength. No matter what happens, we're going to get through this. But he wants us to be aware that we're heading that way. I don't want you to look it up now because many of you have when I say something that, you know, and I say go look it up when you get home. Many of you look right on your phone, so I'm preaching and I see that. So I don't want you to do that now. It happens. I, I see everything up here. I see you yawning. I see you nodding off. I see it all, okay? I wanted to make sure, so I looked it up again. The number of a man which will be that number, that the mark of the beast is 666. Now, I don't want you to read crazy into this, but I want you to think about it. Because it has with technology, has to do with us heading that way. In many ways, you can say that smartphone is already, has life in it. You have to, be, you have to believe that because it does. Now, if you go home today and you look up how much did the first... Apple computer cost. Now, how much it cost? $666.66. That's how much your first, and they gave some, excuse was just lame if you ask me why it costs that much. They liked regular digits that way. That's what the answer was. Now, I don't really know how to read into that, but I know that there's something to that. Because I believe that started where we're at and it's going to finish somewhere in that line. See, we're already living in it. I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to tell you that we're on the side of hope. And we have hope. But the Lord wants you to be discerning. And he wants you to see that as we live in these latter times... It's going to get worse. And as it gets worse, you need to ask for more wisdom. And if you have more wisdom, you will have discernment because you'll be able to apply it by God's word. And God's word is a lamp to our feet. It says God ordains the steps of a righteous. You don't know what to do in some things in your life right now. Jesus says, you stay in my word, and I'll actually ordain your steps. I won't let you go where you think if you're going to actually even make a mistake because I know your heart, you're in my word. I'm not going to let you do that. I'm going I'm to have you go a different way. That's how good the Lord is to us. Listen to what one of the smartest men in our world today said, the inventor of Tesla, Elon Musk. He's a chief executive also, you know, of Tesla. He's invented many other things from the boring companies which are trying to bore underneath Chicago to get to the airport, same way in LAX. They're already working on that, this boring that goes underground. He's done that, uh, working, getting into outer space. I think they're the first ones to send a rocket up and land back down on a pad and the whole thing. He's a genius. He said, I think we should be very careful about artificial intelligence. If I were to guess what our biggest threat is, it's not nuclear war. It's not nuclear weapons. He says it's artificial intelligence. And this is what he said. With artificial intelligence, these are his words, we are summoning up the demons. Demons. 
That's what he said. One of the smartest men, men to ever live. I'm not here to scare you today, but I'm here to say, be discerning. Know that the devil is doing everything he can in these last days to destroy you. He wants to take you out. Just the examples that I gave you today. And as I close, the Lord also tells us in that same last book, we overcome Satan. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. By the power of the shed perfect blood on the cross of Jesus Christ. And the word of our testimony. See what we have today? We know that we have this unbelievable power that is available to us. The wisdom that comes from above. And the Lord says, if I will give it to you, and it's up to you if you read my word, I will give you that discernment for your marriage, for your workplace, for your life. Many of you have even adult family in your life, and you don't know what decisions to make today with some of your adult parents. So many people go through that today because we're living longer. I don't know what it is that you're going through, but you're facing something. And the Lord says, I'll give you discernment. And I'll give you this wisdom because I gave you my son, Jesus Christ, on the cross of Calvary. And if you're willing to believe in him and trust what he has done for you, I honor my son. And when I honor my son, if you trust in him, I will open this life up to you and you will live in that abundant life. You will live in his inheritance. You will live in the promised land to you and to me. By the word of our testimony. It is amazing what happens to the power in your life when you share with others what Jesus has done for you because it reminds you what you've been through, how you've overcome it, and it's only through Jesus, through the blood of the Lamb. And it strengthens you, it gives you hope. In this world that can't see today, doesn't know anything about Jesus, doesn't know where to go, what to do, you are the only Christian in many ways in their life. Mom and dad, you might be the only Christian to that kid that spends the night over at your house that comes over there. They see you pray. They experience the love that they don't have. See, there's still hope. You know why there's still hope? Because we're still here and Jesus is working. And I want you to know that today. Let's pray. I just want to remind you today what you're going through. You can even do it right now as a believer. You say, Lord, I, I need discernment for my kids for what I'm going to do, the decisions I need to make, I don't know what to do. The Lord says he'll give you as much as you want. That's amazing. The Lord says he will give you as much as you want. That means overflowing. That means you can never ask Jesus enough. He'll never run out. He'll give you as much wisdom as you need. 
and that door will always be open. And even if you go to make a step, the, the Lord knows your heart. That even if you go to make a step and he knows you've asked him, he knows you're relying on him. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In these latter times that we live in and we see all the craziness around us, man, the Lord says, just follow me and I'll show you the next step. Not a year down the road, not five years down the road. I'll show you what to need to do this afternoon, tomorrow, the next day. That's who he is. He is, remember today, he is our heavenly father. He's our heavenly father. The same as I had an amazing family, an amazing dad, mom, do anything for me. Don't you think God will do anything for you? He loves you. Just ask him. See what he'll do. Secondly, as we close today, if you don't know Jesus is your Savior, whether it's on YouTube or whether you're here today, all you have to do is to be willing to take a step of faith and believe and say, Jesus, I believe who you are. You're God's son. And you came to this world, lived a perfect life, and you shed your perfect blood on that cross for my sins, and you rose from the grave for me. If you want to do that, you can do it right now. We're going to give an invitation. You can do it as you're watching on YouTube, wherever you might be. Father, as we come to you today, as Ben leads us, Lord, if someone's here, let them not leave in the latter days that we're living in. It's a struggle. Lord, I don't know how people do it without you. So, Lord, if there's someone here who doesn't know you, may they accept you this day. This day, you tell us, is the day of salvation. If anyone is willing to believe right now, we ask you, if someone here, may they come forward. I'll just pray with them, Jesus, and you will give them eternal life. It is a gift from you in Jesus' name.